Welcome to the Mental Health and Faith, A Closer Look podcast. This is Carolyn Cooper with In God's Corner Ministry. My prayer is that God will use this podcast to bring you encouragement for life in a complicated world, especially in topics related to mental health, our recovery journey, and living as a Christian with a mental illness. May God bless your time listening today, and may He bring you encouragement. Hi, this is Carolyn, and thank you for joining me for my first podcast and YouTube program of 2023. And I'm thrilled to have my guest today. She is a friend from kindergarten. We've known each other for a very long time. We've experienced life together. Uh, We've shared our events in life together. And she is here today to represent a Christian who is active in a church, but who has no mental health training at all and you know is not an expert in that field and we're just going to have a conversation kind of from her perspective and what her thoughts are around mental health and mental illness because i am assuming that a lot of what she has experienced and 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 has encountered is probably the same things you have so iona thank you for being here (laughs) oh it's good to be here it's good to be here i think this is this is going to be a great conversation i do too the first question i want to ask is basically this. As a Christian, what thoughts or opinions have you heard from others about mental health or specifically people with mental illness? Has that ever come up in conversations? Normally it doesn't come up in a conversation. Um, <clears throat> I've known people who have struggled and and not you, you know, not mm-hmm. just you, but other people right. Um, that I've worked with or have gone to church have struggled with issues with mental illness and have had, um, actually, I know someone who actually had a breakdown and, you know, spent, and a lot of people, I think if they don't know or don't understand, their way to handle that is to avoid and step away from the situation, which is kind of bad because when you're struggling and you need help, you need people there to love you and pay attention to you because that is your foundation Mm -hmm. and that's how you get through things. And, um, I think they view it. Everybody looks at everybody else and we judge. Everybody does. does. And we judge how you dress, how you act, what you say, how you speak. And if you find somebody different, you know, it's like, um, where are you from? You talk different. You know, mm-hmm. or, you know, you look different, yes. you know, where, where are you from? And I think when you are, have, when you've been diagnosed with a mental illness and if you're, and if it's like in a work situation where you've been with the person for a long time or in a church situation and you've known them for a few years and once they're diagnosed, I think they're critiqued a lot worse. In what ways do you think? Um, I think no matter what they say or what they do, people are like, oh, well, they're, you know, they're yeah. maybe holding them to a different standard. Yes, they do. Then. They do. So a simple, oh, I'm not feeling well today. If you know that person has a mental illness, all of a sudden it's not just, I'm not feeling well today. It's, oh boy, I'm going to get crazy. Watch out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I, and I think they, um, they view it. I mean, like if you say, if somebody says something, they're 
critiqued a lot different. And yeah. it's not, it, you know, it's not fair and it's not right. Right. But, yeah. Yeah. I, I agree that there are some challenges in the way people with mental illness are viewed within the church. Um, I've been pretty blessed, but I'll share a story with you. I had a friend who was in my mental health support group that mm-hmm. I had at that church. She was in the group. She went to the church and, you know, she, she was in therapy and, you know, on medication, mm-hmm. did the whole thing, taking care of herself. Uh-huh. But she felt she had never talked to anybody at church about it, uh-huh. but she felt that, well, she was feeling better. The time was right. She would, she wanted to share with her Sunday school class <clears throat> to get some prayer support. Right. And so she decided the time was right and she mm-hmm. was ready to do that. She shared with them that she had a mental illness and, you know, that she was taking mm-hmm. care of herself, but she really would appreciate prayer mm-hmm. because, you know, there are ups and downs at times. Correct. And after the class, she was approached by a couple of, of the class members who came to her and said, we would like to work with you on Bible study oh. and spend some time praying with you. Because we really think that this is a spiritual issue. Mm-hmm. And, oh. yeah, we think this oh. is a spiritual issue. Yeah. It is a spiritual issue that you can overcome with prayer and Bible study. Oh. Right. Yeah. And that's not the reality for people living with mental illness. Yeah. I, yes, I, I believe, and I'm just going to say, I totally believe God can and does heal supernaturally. Correct. But, you know, he also knows and he has provided resources for us to take care of our health. Right. And instead of acknowledging that she had a medical condition and that she was taking the steps she needed to be healthy, Mm -hmm. they discounted the the need for that. Wow. A, A lot of people have... And I know a lot of people (laughs) who, if you get sick, and even if you're diagnosed with cancer or, Mm -hmm. um, well, we'll pick on cancer. It's a big one, you know, that they'll, they'll, um, well, you need to pray about and get that sin out of your life. Mm -hmm. Right. That's another. And it's like, I know there are some sicknesses that are caused from spiritual work. Right. But the thing of it is, though, if somebody has a cold and they sneeze in your face, you're probably going to have a cold. Right. And that doesn't have anything to do with your how you are spiritually. Right. And also, people who are believers, they get colds, they get flu, they get heart disease, they get diabetes, they mm-hmm. get cancer, they get... I mean, right. it just goes on and on and on. And I believe your mental part is part of your body, just like your physical part. Your brain is an organ, just like your heart, kidneys, your stomach, all your other major organs. And unfortunately we have a physical body. It wears down. It has issues. And sometimes things just happen and you need to seek professional help. Right. And if medication is needed, you need to do that. You need to follow up. Um, If you were diagnosed with diabetes, you would go to the doctor, right. you would you would take medicine, and you would have it monitored. Yes. And I think for a mental illness, you definitely have to, 
you have to get professional help. And and when you first were saying that, I was thinking, oh, well, how sweet was it to them to have a Bible study and to reach right. out to her and to pray with her? You know, because we all need those yes, people. Yes, we do. We, we need do. that support system. Yes. We do need those things. Yes, but... The problem from their side was yes. that was all she needed. Yes. She didn't need any of the other yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, I... I really appreciate what you just shared, and I'm I'm assuming that kind of captures what your opinion is and your thoughts yes, on that. Yes, that, you know, it's yeah. if people would just acknowledge mental illness is a medical condition. Correct. Yeah. It would just change the the challenges, and I understand this. The challenges mental illness is different because it does affect your behaviors. Right, and if you are not properly uh, treating yourself or doing your wellness activities and taking that seriously, then you can exhibit some behaviors that, mm-hmm. you know, might put people off. Right. I think the other thing is, is if you have heart disease or diabetes, they have done tons of research. And even for cancer, you know, they've done tons of research and there's... Um, they know if you have if you have this disease, you take this medicine, you do this right. treatment, and you can get over it. Right. Um, I think mental health has been such a, <clears throat> you know, back um, 150 years ago in the mid-1800s, and even in the early 1900s, mental health, they just had mental institutions. Right, and if you, exactly. If you had bizarre behavior, they just they stuck you in, in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it didn't matter. And... And I know that there's there are thousands of different mental illness issues, and I don't even have a clue what most of them are. And you know, we can. That's a podcast for another day. That's right. Um, So, but but I think they're so far behind because they never did anything with it. Well, and that's probably a mis a misconception. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes, there were. Yes, I I agree that the, it, there was a lack of understanding. Uh huh. But when the when brain research started, I mean, mm-hmm. we I believe this is a great time to take advantage of all of the resources. Oh and, yeah. Oh, all yeah. the medications. Yes. There, are, I mean, help is here and available. Yes. Yes. It the is last, here and available. The last probably what 50, 75 years. They have made leaps and bounds. Yes. Yes, with that. Yeah. So let's get back. Great discussion. Yes. (laughs) Let's get back to the kind of thinking about kind of your average Christian in the church and Mm -hmm. kind of their understandings of mental health and mental illness. We've had a good discussion of that. Have you ever heard a pastor speak or either in a sermon or a class or anything approach the topic of mental health I, from I the have not yeah I have not I, I live in a smaller town mm-hmm. and so our churches if you have a church of a hundred in our town that's a that's a big church <laughs> um, but and normally um, I have never been to any church in our town and my church has never mm-hmm. addressed okay. that at okay. all. Um, I've heard some TV ministers address it. Okay. And then it, you know, then they have, you know, 
you can call there and they will help you, you know, direct right, you to the right. correct place. But I think for the most part, churches have really failed in this area. Yeah. I, yeah. Well, I, I agree mm-hmm. there is, it, it is an issue that has not been addressed. Correct. Pretty much. Right. Pretty much just not addressed at all. Right. I think, I think the thing, the thing was we don't understand it. Right. And so we're just going to ignore it and mm-hmm. not have anything to do with it. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if you're aware of some of the statistics, so I was going to share one statistic okay. right now, and that is, according to the National Alliance for Mental Illness, mm-hmm. the name of the group is NAMI, mm-hmm. the National Alliance for Mental mm-hmm. Illness, one in five American adults will experience mental illness in a year's time. Wow. One in five. Mm-hmm. Now, I want you to picture your congregation, mm-hmm. and anyone listening, <laughs> picture your congregation, or if you don't go to church, picture your work group. Mm-hmm. I am betting there are more than five people. Yeah, in groups that you are yes. part of. Yes. So if we know through research mm-hmm. and study that one in five people, typically in the United States, will experience a mental illness in a year's time. Mm-hmm. What do you think now about the importance? Wow. Guess I had never thought about that to address it. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, and you know, like everybody struggles with things. Now is, um, so my question is, so if somebody's depressed or going through a hard time, is that, is that considered like a mental? I'm so glad you asked that because let me, let me address that. Okay. Because, I think, again, there's a lot of misconceptions about what a mental illness is, mm-hmm. okay? There are there are what would be considered a clinical condition. Okay, and that's where you would have to have medicine. Maybe or, or maybe not. Oh, okay. okay. A, a clinical condition is a diagnosis that is probably going to be your diagnosis for your life. Oh, okay. It'd be like what you mentioned before. It'd be like someone is diagnosed with diabetes. Well, it's right. not going to magically go away. Right. right. It's not a situational. Right. Okay. It's a it's a um, physiological condition. Okay. 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 So I currently, my most recent diagnosis mm-hmm. of several different diagnoses over my life, my most recent is bipolar depression. Okay. Okay. That is a diagnosis. It's a mental health condition, a physiological condition mm-hmm. that will not just magically go away. Okay. I take medication daily. I do have a therapist I see occasionally. I'm in a good place, so I don't see her regularly. Right. But I do have one that mm-hmm. if I need to, um, I know what I need to do as far as some of my daily habits and things mm-hmm. that I need to do. So this is my condition. Mm-hmm. And it's a clinical condition. It's a clinical diagnosis. Okay. Now, if someone loses a job mm-hmm. and sinks into a depression, uh-huh. that still is a mental a mental health condition. Okay. But it's not a clinical condition. Okay. Does that mean it's of any less concern? No. Sometimes I would I would just guess that sometimes a situational uh, mental health condition can be worse. Because a person, you know, for me, it's part of my life, like uh-huh. I said. Right. I know what I need to do to take care of it. Right. But if I'm not used to having a mental <clears throat> health condition, and all of a sudden I'm 
find myself sunk into a deep depression mm -hmm. because of events and circumstances right. in life, I might have a harder time knowing how to handle it, how well, to deal with it. And probably not reaching out for help. Right. And then you're, you're ashamed. You don't know what hell's happening. You don't reach out for help. So it is so important. And that would be part of that mm -hmm. one in five experience of mental illness in a year. Now, can a situational um, situation yeah. <laughs> bring on like a clinical? I mean, can it like if you're because I'm sure that there's um, and I'm wagering that there's a lot of people out there that maybe have that that haven't been diagnosed or don't even know that they have it. Yeah. There's, okay. Yes. Now, as far as that goes, it depends. Usually not. Okay. Usually a person who has a situation like a temporary event, you know, a loss of some kind uh -huh. or a tragic event or just life is really hard and they're hit with a mm -hmm. bunch of stuff. A lot of times those, it because very the very nature of it being a situation, the situation passes. Okay. And so you, you know, if you treat the condition and are mindful of it and work through it eventually, you, you know, you're good. Right. Now, the, the exception to that is with trauma. Okay. Okay. People who would not, nece who would not necessarily have a mental illness, mm -hmm. if they experience a severe enough trauma, especially in childhood, especially in childhood, that trauma actually affects their brain development. Wow. Because all of a sudden, their brain is taking so much time to try to cope with the trauma they experienced that it actually does affect their brain development and they are more prone to having a clinical mental health condition oh. because of the trauma. That is that interesting. This is Carolyn and I am interrupting this podcast because I feel a need to make some clarifying statements regarding situational mental health conditions and having a long-term clinical diagnosis. The reality is that certain events in life will cause someone to experience a deep depression or anxiety because of the situation. Those situations that happen and that cause these mental health concerns can result in a clinical diagnosis, and I don't think I was clear on that. A clinical diagnosis is just simply a way of saying that a mental health professional has done an assessment and has given you an official diagnosis in order to treat the condition. And I will have a little bit more information in the show notes, but I didn't want to have anyone be confused about that. A situational mental health condition is just as important to treat as a long-term clinical diagnosis. If you have any comments or information to share, I would love to hear it. Please send me an email at carolyn at ingodscorner.org. Now, back to the show. Well, this has been a very informative conversation yes. here. Yes, it has. And maybe a little surprising on some of the direction that yes. we took, and that's totally okay. Um, but I, I have one more question to kind of okay. sum up or mm -hmm. finalize our discussion on mental health in the church. And that is, if you found yourself in a, in a situation where you started to experience either depression or anxiety, 
and uh, just kind of snowballed and started to be overwhelming. What would you expect from your church? Or how would you reach out to your church for help? Yes. Um, our church actually meets twice a week um, oh, okay. for, for prayer service. Okay. And so they actually write down um, the prayer requests that people have. Mm-hmm. Um, and it could be physical, financial, you know. Um, I think it's really important to have, like, God in your life. You yes. have to have friends. You have to have family. You have to have that support group. And when you find yourself in a situation, it's it's really easy when you're going through a really hard time with a death mm-hmm. or a long-term illness. You know, if you mm-hmm. have a family member that, or even if you have a long-term illness, um, mm-hmm. because there's a lot of illnesses out there that are pain painful every day people just have the pain and mm-hmm. and just a lot of things going on and I think it's important to reach out and have people pray for you and if you're in a situation where you've lost a job you've lost a, a loved one and you're really struggling with that grief going through a situation you kind of grieve for that yes. just like you do with the death yes you do and right. and you know when you get if if you don't reach out and get help, either, you know, have your friends and your family to support you, you know, you do need to seek someone, a qualified Christian counselor that can help you with that to overcome that. Yeah. Because it is a struggle to just get through. And sometimes just getting through life daily is a struggle. (laughs) You know, that's such a, that's such a great point because, and doesn't have to be a mental illness that brings you into a counseling Oh, setting. right. Yeah. You know, if we t- just take it a step further and, and say, how would you expect the church to help you in a mm-hmm. crisis? Right. Not just in a mental illness. Right. But in a crisis. Yeah. And I think for people listening, especially if there are pastors listening, I think it's essential that a church knows what resources are available in the community. Yes. To yes. refer people to Christian and non-Christian, mm-hmm. right or secular uh, mm-hmm. resources right. for mental health or other mm-hmm. you know conditions. And I think it's really important when you when you're experiencing either a mental illness or or even if you're just going through a bad time, it's very very important to reach out and to seek help yes. and to ask people to be there for you and and tell people what you need because you don't want to find yourself taking a permanent solution to a temporary problem. Exactly. The church can be, and I believe should be, a leader in caring. I agree. For, yes. the, for its members, but also for the community. Correct. And I think now with the COVID, mm-hmm. when the lockdown, and, yes. and a lot of churches have Facebook, they have web, right. they have YouTube, there's a lot. It's so... Um, anybody can reach out anywhere and find services. Yes. And I think um, even churches, um, our church has our services on Facebook. And it, that is a great place to put mm-hmm. information to, to go and seek somewhere. Yes, yes. definitely. Yes. Well, Iona, I am thrilled that we've had this time together. Yes. And I appreciate your insights and your willingness come on and have this conversation and uh, I think we'll close in prayer okay okay 
So, Heavenly Father, I thank you for Iona and and just what she has shared today, Lord, um, for sharing her heart and for uh, helping us to just kind of address the issue of mental health in the church, the challenges, but Lord, also the opportunities that are available uh, for people who are struggling to have a Christ-centered approach to dealing with a mental health condition or a crisis of any kind. Lord, I thank you so much for your um, presence with us, for your guidance, and Lord God, for your supernatural power to give us joy in all circumstances. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for joining me today. I hope the information provided has been helpful and encouraging and can equip you to have a better understanding of the connection between mental health and faith. I am always open to your comments, questions, and suggestions, so please send me an email at carolyn at ingodscorner.org, and I would love to hear from you. Thank you, and may God bless your journey.